podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm joined this morning by Lloyd Patrick Jepson for a wee wander round paradise. And Lloyd, it's the first time you've taken a wander with me. Yeah. I wish it was under better circumstances, mate. I know, but the time to come back, coming to Axel was up. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yesterday's result wasn't exactly what we would have planned or what we would have wanted. Um, but it's a defeat. No, were we very good in the second half? No, but should the game been finished in the first half? I do think so, yeah. Absolutely. Now, we know that uh, Brendan Rodgers' record as a Celtic manager at, at Rugby Park isn't great. But you go into that game at the weekend and I get this sense that there's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde about the Celtic side, right? Now, we can't just tear the whole thing up. We saw a performance here at Celtic Park against Atletico Madrid, which I thought was phenomenal. We got the draw. We've seen a, a 6 nothing win against Aberdeen. But you flipped that on its head. You look at the first half in Perth. You look at that game yesterday, particularly the second half. And it gets me a wee bit concerned that there's two sides to this team. And one of them, if they don't show up wide, they can be exposed domestically and in Europe. Yeah, I do believe that. I do think that at the minute the team's not showing much consistency with their performances because you're getting a good performance like we did in midweek against Hibs. And then you're getting a second half performance and obviously the first half performance that we got at St. Johnson in Perth and obviously down at Rugby Park. So the team does need to show that bit more consistency. But then does that also come down to the players that we brought in? It definitely does. And I think that uh, talking about consistency, we need a bit more consistency with the start 11 mm-hmm. it's dropping and changing and I still don't think Brendan Rodgers knows what his strongest start 11 is no I don't think so either we talk about consistency of performance Lloyd consistency of the start 11 between now and the Rangers game on the 30th of December we've got four games yeah. and within those matches and I include the Champions League game in it we need to find our groove we need to find the strongest 11 and we need to ensure that we build momentum over those four games so that when Rangers come here it's not a case of they beat Celtic and they hit the top of the league that's not how you want to end the the first half of the season no exactly it's not you kind of hope on Wednesday night Carter Vickers comes back into that team and shores up that defence a little bit and obviously we start showing once again that we can perform in Europe because obviously performances have been there in some Champions League games especially Athletic Madrid at home so You've got that to go on, then obviously Hearts at home in the league as well, where you hope you get Kyogo back firing, because let's be honest, it's good obviously starting O and he was a bit physical up front yesterday, but Kyogo's your main man, and is it really right benching Kyogo? See, I've got big concerns about that, Lloyd, because people go on about the fact that we lost three starters, and we did, Starfield, Moy and Jota. We also lost our manager, of course. And if you look at the, the team lineup at the weekend, we've got players ordinarily, when fit, who would start in Maeda, Abada, and Hatati, right? Yep. So straight off the bat there, you've lost half a team. Don't add to that by not playing your main man, your talisman, Kyogo, and not playing to his strengths. I was talking to Alan Morrison uh, from Celtic by Numbers in a huddle breakdown. He was talking about the lack of quality passes from Yang and Palma to Kyogo. No wonder mm-hmm. he's anonymous. He's not getting the service. We need to return to a shape and a game plan, Lloyd, that plays to Kyogo's strengths. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because you can see where the Kyogo does start. That 
yeah, he does kind of go missing more than what he did before. And he hasn't gotten that service now than what he did under, obviously, the Anquathacoglu Celtic team, but he's still scoring the goals for Celtic. And this is the main thing. We need goals from that team to win games. When we look at these next games leading up to the Rangers game, Lloyd, I've got big concerns about the defence mainly. I've also got concerns though about the wingers, talking about one of the issues that you mentioned mm -hmm. back there. And also, we don't know who the best replacement is for Hatati. So let's start with the defence. Yep. There's only so many of the positions you can change. You can't change the goalie because we don't have a sufficient backup. No, we don't. You can't actually change the left back because again, Burnaby's not up to the up to the challenge. I look at the left back position and I know that Taylor gets a lot of stick. I'm going to use one example from the weekend. Look at the winning goal for Kilmarnock. Where does it come? Where where do they really damage us? Down Taylor's side. Yeah, Where's Greg easy. Taylor? He's standing up there as a number 10. Mm -hmm. Right. Now I get that Phillips cannot, as a professional footballer, play Kilmarnock on. He's about four or five yards behind behind his closest defender that's terrible that's unforgivable but where's Taylor and we can't replace him because we don't have sufficient Missions. quality at left back when you look at Phillips seeing as I've mentioned him he's an emergency loan we had to bring somebody in it's not worked out we've got games between now and the Rangers game and then he'll be away back to Liverpool mm -hmm. I wouldn't play him again no I wouldn't play that. him again the question is for me though Lloyd if Carter Vickers isn't playing and you're playing scales on form you're playing them on form. Do you bring in one of our signings from the summer? Do you bring in Novroski or Lagerbiel? Because that's seven and a half million quid worth of player there. Well, it's funny you bring that up. Well, obviously, Novroski and Lagerbiel, because you would like to think they're our players. Why, once again, are we developing other teams' players? Why are we not playing the ones we signed? Are they good enough for the team? Or are they not? So what was the point in bringing them in? You made a point before we started, um, or wander, or our donder, as a pal of mine calls it, a donder round paradise. You made the point, you've got seven and a half million pound of a budget. Yep. Go and buy someone of the same calibre as Cameron Carter. Don't take the chance. I mean, listen, Lagerbielka, um, he, he was awarded for his performances in the defence for, for, for his team in mm -hmm. Sweden last season, right? He was cited to be one of the best defenders yep. in, in the Swedish division. So, you know, we've also seen him playing international football since he came to Celtic. We know he can play. Rodgers doesn't fancy him. What is it, a lucky piece? Maybe. Maybe, but then you've got to question, what does Brendan see on the training pitch that obviously we don't? Yeah. And maybe that's why he's not starting these games. He's spoken about personality, hasn't he? Yeah, um, personality. I could go to a training ground and show a bit of personality. People might uh, absolutely, absolutely look at that and say, no, you couldn't. Um, but you can't play based on personality. We need physicality no. in there. We need someone who can command the area, Lloyd, who can deal with a, a, a cross ball, who is able to ensure that, you know, if uh, your opposition break, that we all play the same line. Yep. You don't play two lines uh, with Nat Phillips playing everybody on site. So I think that's a major issue between mm -hmm. now and the end of this year, leading into the Rangers game, Brendan Rodgers needs to know who his strongest defence is. And we need to also ensure that Joe Hart becomes more of a commanding presence at the back as well. Yeah, that's been one of my concerns, because any time Celtic get a set-piece well, against them, I always think a goal's going to come, because we just can't seem to defend them. Whether it be a corner, a free kick, anything into that box, we just don't seem to defend them. Yeah, I mean, that's your concerns with the defence. You then look at the midfield. I was uh, looking at the Hibs game, and I thought that Awata played really well. Uh, yeah. Not only his own per uh, performance, 
but the fact that he gave a bit of freedom to Matt O'Reilly and Callum McGregor. I thought that was Callum McGregor's best game of the season against Hibs. And then he follows it up with a display where you're thinking to yourself, I'm still not sure who the best defensive mid is at this club. Whilst Hattati's out, we don't know who's the best midfielder. We've seen Holm, Bernardo, mm. Turnbull, Awata. That's an issue as well. Yeah, that is a major concern because I'm starting to get to the point where now, could you actually build a player between the three, all of them? Well, you look at Turnbull, it's obvious, it's goals. Yeah, it's goals. Right, it's goals. Long, long shots for yeah. Turnbull. Awata, does he free up McGregor? Yeah, he does free up McGregor, but how many games do you need McGregor freed up in the SPFL? Yeah. Because mainly that's our main concern now going forward, because obviously we're out of Europe. Now, so, home, we've seen bits and bobs off. Mm -hmm. Bernardo. He's an enigma. Yeah, he has an enigma. Bernardo, once again, he's an unknown signing. Mm -hmm. And are we going to develop an online signing again without actually signing him permanently? I don't think so. So, once again, it boils back down to the recruitment that we've done in the summer. And this is why, for me, January transfer is so key and massive. It's going to be absolutely pivotal. It seems, Lloyd, we can't get through a wandering paradise without talking about recruitment. It's massive, right? Yeah. But see, when I look at the, the summer transfer window, I've got mixed feelings about it. Mixed feelings in that Brendan Rodgers sits at an AGM and says that he signs off every player. He's got to say that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't disrespect him for it. He can't stand there in front of the board, the directors, and say it was all your fault. I'm not happy with the recruitment team and I'm not happy with my players. He can't say that. So I, I absolutely understand why he said it. But see, when you're bringing in nine players, after winning a treble, I don't think you should be bringing in nine players anyway because no. that's a huge part of your squad. That's almost 30% of your squad. And if you bring these players in and they're not coming in from teams that are used to winning, where the demands are so high that there's a mentality where every single draw, never mind a defeat, is a disaster, then the never-say-die attitude, I don't think it exists. And if that's 30% of your dressing room, 30% of your, your training pitch, that's a massive concern for me. I don't think we brought in the quality. And Brendan Rodgers has started firing arrows at his press conferences mm -hmm. to suggest that he's not happy with the quality either. Well, it's that one word that we keep hearing constantly out of Brendan Rodgers at the minute, and it is quality. We've all demanded it as Celtic supporters. Maybe it's time the board listened to us on that one that we need the quality in the pitch that we're actually lacking. We lost Jota, we lost Starfelt, we lost Moy. They were three quality players. I know they weren't everybody's cup of tea, but you look at what they've done at certain points of last season, and we need someone out of those nine signs to step up now, because it's going to end up getting to a point where we're getting into this Rangers game in a few weeks' time. They're not far behind us, so do we really want to give them a chance to leapfrog us in the league? Because we did have a healthy gap, but now we're causing our own problems. We are. We are causing our own problems. I go back to everything that Brendan has said in relation to recruitment. He said that he wanted four players of quality in the summer, Lloyd. Whoever those four players are, if they never um, had transfers elsewhere, then I think what we do as a football club is we go and get them in the January. Now, I've heard all the arguments about it's difficult in January. Yeah, it is, but I'll tell you what's even more difficult, not winning this league. Yeah. Celtic need to win this league. And we also need to give up more of an autonomy to Brendan Rodgers when it comes to buying players. Um, this January transfer window has to be Brendan Rodgers' transfer window. If the last one, through the fact that we were changing managers, had to be put on the recruitment team, mm -hmm. I understand why this one has to come back to Brendan. Now, what else has Axon been up to, as well as talking about recruitment? Well, next Monday, a week tonight, we will be up at Gracie's in Glasgow. Lloyd will be with me. 
It's the Axon Christmas night out, and we'll be joined by the Swedish treble winner, Johan Mialbe. Johan Mialbe, a phenomenal player under uh, Martin O'Neill, will be joining us. And we'll be talking to him about both his playing career and his time um, as part of Neil Lennon's managerial team here at Celtic Park as well. Come and join us. A few tickets available, but be quick because it's under 20 and the ticket link is underneath this video. Uh, just before that, at the weekend, before the Mialbe gig, we will be raising funds all weekend. It's a charity weekend for we, Jamie Tierney. Once again, ticket link underneath this video. We will be able to get maximum points between now and the Rangers game at the end of the month. Keep checking back on Axom. Come back to us tomorrow at 12.30 for a Celtic state of mind. Sports Social Podcast Network.